Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Football CU Podcast. The regular season and the playoffs are over. What a great 2023 season we had. In today's episode, we're going to go over awards. Fantasy MVP, biggest bust, the best breakout of the year. All of the wonderful awards we're going to go over and have a lot of fun with that. But first, as we always have to do, let's start with the word of God. We're going to go to the book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 11. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. Life is hard. We all go through some difficult times. And whenever we see someone that we care about, or even a stranger that you see struggling, give them some words of encouragement. Help build them up so they can try to feel a little better and have some strength to overcome what they're experiencing. We're here for camaraderie, for fellowship. We need to help each other out during this really difficult life. Okay, now let's get into these awards. I'm really excited for this because this was a great fantasy season this year. I had a lot of fun. I was in seven leagues this year. Three of them I made at the championship game. Won two titles, so that's not bad. I'll take it. One of them, I was so close. I battled the other um, the other team, my opponent, and he beat me just barely, but it was a great year. I really enjoyed it. Looking forward to next year, and we can learn from some of these awards to see what we need to look at for the next season. And we're going to start here. Let's say we start with, let's start with on a sour note. Let's start with the biggest bust. Let's get that out of the way, and then we'll go to the fun stuff. Um, the biggest bust of the year, the um, honorary mentions, the players receiving votes, as it were. We have, for me, Tony Pollard. He was drafted in probably the second round. He was thought to be a huge draft pick, a huge steal, who could have been a top five running back in the year. He just, he just wasn't. And the worst part was, he had single-digit fantasy points in the fantasy playoffs. Weeks 15 through 17, if he was on your team, if you made it to the playoffs, he probably caused you to lose. So he is a he was a very big disappointment. He had all the opportunity, it just didn't pay off. Next we have Bijan Robinson. He was supposed to be this really stud rookie, and he has a lot of talent. Wasn't all his fault that he didn't really pay off, but the biggest difficulty for him. Biggest reason was week 15, beginning of the fantasy playoffs. He had 0.4 fantasy points. He is most likely the reason why you got knocked out of your playoffs. He was for me in a couple of leagues. He ended up as running back nine overall, so not bad, but he was drafted as a top three, top four running back, so he didn't quite turn out to what we were thinking. Another one here, um, T. Higgins. This is, I mean, he had a lot of injuries. That team was just just riddled with injuries from the quarterback and all the way down. So it wasn't all his fault, but he was drafted around wide receiver 16, and he ended up as wide receiver 51. Just not good. But the winner is Austin Eckler, mainly because he was drafted as a top three, top five player, running back two overall, right behind Christian McCaffrey. Um, and he ended up as running back 26 just didn't happen for him this year he was averaging about 13 points per game that's not gonna cut it 
as your number one draft pick in the first round. There were some players that almost made the cut, like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, but they had a lot of injuries. wasn't really their fault. But for me, biggest bust was Austin Eckler. Now, best game of the year. Others receiving votes for this. Devon Achan, week three, he scored 51 fantasy points. Just crushed it. Jamar Chase, week five, scored 52 fantasy points. The, he, he was the biggest point scorer of the year, but he didn't win, and there's a reason for that. DJ Moore, week five, he scored 49 fantasy points. That week five was crazy with DJ Moore and Jamar Chase both scoring about 50 points. But the winner to me is because this happened in week 16 during the fantasy playoffs, Amari Cooper with 51 fantasy points. He won you that week. He caused me to lose a matchup because of his 51-point output. I was like, well, nothing I can do when I'm going up against that. And then the next category we have, Rookie of the Year. Others receiving votes, we have Devon Achan. He was um, running back 24 on average, scoring 17 points a game. Running back 24 overall, scoring 17 fantasy points a game. If he didn't get hurt, he would have been a higher overall. He probably went in top 10. He just did awesome this year. C.J. Stroud ended up as quarterback 9, averaging over 18 points a game. No one expected that, honestly, from that kid. Sam Laporta, he ended up being tight end 1 in fantasy points overall. Over Kelsey, over Andrews, over Hawkinson. Tight end 1 in fantasy points overall. Just insane. He was averaging 14 points a game. Great, great rookies this year. But the winner of Rookie of the Year for me, this is pretty well known, pretty understandable, Puka Nakua. Wide receiver four on the year. Wide receiver four on the year, averaging over 17 points a game. He was undrafted in a lot of leagues. I picked him up in free agency before the season started in a lot of leagues. Rookie of the Year, Puka Nakua. Okay, next up, we have the best value. Best value in drafts. So these are players that were drafted, not necessarily waiver wire pickups. That'll be a different category. So best value pickups. Others receiving votes here. Honorary mentions, Rashad White. He was running back four for the year. Drafted as running back 29, usually around um, around rounds five and six. And, you, and he's the running back four overall because of the volume he got. He got all the running back touches in that backfield. If you drafted him, he was a huge steal for you. Jordan Love, he was drafted as quarterback 22, almost undrafted in a lot of leagues, but he made the cut because he was average to be drafted at the end of your draft, and he ended up as quarterback five. He was drafted as a quarterback two. He ended up as quarterback five. Being drafted as QB2 on your team, your backup, and he ended up as overall quarterback five. That was a fantastic year. Nico Collins made the cut for um, an honorary mention here. He was wide receiver 12 overall, drafted as wide receiver 54. Basically, at the end of the draft, I was as well, just like Jordan Love. But the winner of best value, and this, this is kind of chalk, it's understandable, Raheem Mostert. He ended up as running back five, drafted as running back 38. 
around the ninth and tenth round, and he was running back five on the year. This is one of the one of the big um, zero RB targets that everyone was looking at. I know I was looking at him. I drafted him in a ton of leagues, and I loved it. He had over 18, 18 rushing touchdowns, 21 total touchdowns, the most he's had over his entire career combined in this one year. He had a fantastic year. Best value in drafts. Next up, waiver wire pickup of the year. These are guys that weren't drafted usually in drafts, um, and then you were able to pick them off, off the waiver wire and started him every single week and crushed it for you. Others receiving votes, Jake Ferguson ended up as tight end nine. He had six top 10 finishes at tight end, and he was picked up off of waivers. Tank Dell, he was he ended up wide receiver 39, so overall total points, not great, but it's because he got hurt. And look at this, he had 15, his average was 15 points per game, which is really good. And he had six of his 13 games. He only played in 13 games. And six of those, he scored over 17 fantasy points. He had a fantastic year. And you picked him up off the waiver wire. Brock Purdy barely made the cut because he was right on that threshold of being picked up on waivers or not. But in normal 10 or 12 team leagues, he was probably available for you. And he ended up as he was drafted about QB 16 ended up as QB6 overall in points. Great year, great value if you got him off the wave wire. But the winner to me is Trey McBride. He ended up at tight end seven. And tight end is such a difficulty every year. It's such a wasteland. And Trey McBride had four games over 20 points. He pretty much won you those weeks. So to me, the waiver wire pickup of the year is Trey McBride, but it was close. Next up we have breakout player of the year and this category to me is a little bit different to me it's players that you would expect to continue this out going forward in the next years to come so raheem moster didn't make this cut because i don't expect 21 touchdowns from him next few years especially with devon achan really really playing well and looking like a stud so he didn't make the cut but players that look like they have the potential to continue this out. Made the cut for this. Others receiving votes for breakout player of the year. Jordan Love. He didn't look all that great last year after he took over for Aaron Rodgers. And this year we re didn't really know what to expect. And he was averaging 18 points a game. Ended up as QB5. So he's going to be really good going forward. I'm not happy about saying that as a Minnesota Vikings fan, having to play him two times a year, but he looks like he is going to be the real deal. James Cook, he the last half of the season, he was getting about 20 touches a game. And I do see this continuing because of the coaching offensive coordinator change they had about halfway through the year. And James Cook looked great. He had five straight games as a top 20 back. I think that will continue next year. Brees Hall, he almost, almost won this category. But Brees Hall, after his injury last year, this year, he finished the last seven games over 20 points. Over 20 points the last seven games is what he was averaging. He will be a top five, probably a top three drafted running back or even player next year. 
He's going to be fantastic. And in the playoffs, he was great. We'll talk about that later. But to me, the winner of the breakout player of the year is Kyron Williams. This dude was insane. He was drafted as running back 52, but ended up as running back 7, averaging 21 points per game. And I don't see that changing at all. They have no one behind him. That offensive line is good. They have a great offensive coordinator. Calm plays for him. He is going to be such a great player next year. First round draft pick, probably in the top eight, top five overall, I would assume. Kyron Williams, breakout player of the year. Okay, now we're going to talk about MVPs. First, the playoff MVP. Others receiving votes for playoff MVP. We have Amon Ross St. Brown. He ended each week of the playoffs, each week, weeks 15 through 18, scoring over 22 points a game. He was he was the ter- definition of consistency. You had him in your lineup, you're getting at least 22 points, and that's great. That's a huge number as a consistent number, as a floor. That was fantastic. Christian McCaffrey. In week 15, he scored you 41 points. First round of the playoffs, he got you a win. Week 16, he scored you 25. So he probably got you to the championship game. He didn't do too well in week 17, but that's why he didn't win this this category. Brees Hall, listen to these numbers. Week 15, he had an okay game. Um, But week 16, he scored 43 points. 17, he scored 27 points. And you played in week 18, he scored 29 points. Just a great run toward the end of the year. But the winner is, for playoff MVP, C.D. Lamb. All of his games, week 15 through 18, he scored 18 points. And he scored 40 points in the championship week 17 game. So if you made the title game and you had C.D. Lamb, he won you your matchup. Fantasy playoff MVP. And now, for the fantasy football 2023 most valuable player for the whole year, not just the playoffs. Others receiving votes, honorary mentions. C.D. Lamb again. He had five games over 30 points in total points. Five games over 30 points. That's insane. Five of them. And you're really lucky to get one or two out of your wide receiver. He had five. Sam Laporta. He was tight end one fantasy points for tight ends overall this year. And he was drafted late or sometimes even undrafted in a lot of leagues. He was so good for the Lions and your fantasy team. Josh Allen, quarterback one in points. He's averaging 23 points per game. He crushed it for you. You rode him to fantasy goodness. But the winner is, and this one is an easy one, Christian McCaffrey. He ended up as running back one overall, 24 points per game. And he was kind of drafted in some leagues I was in late in the first round. Other leagues, top five, as he should have been. But a couple leagues, he was drafted like like overall number nine or ten. It was crazy. And the biggest thing is, he was running back one overall. He was 100 points more in PPR than running back number two. He had an insane year. Best year for a running back in a long time, especially compared to the number two overall running back. 
that was our fantasy awards for 2023 these guys were great um loved playing this year hope you guys did as well for the rest of the off season we're gonna go over um what we've learned we're gonna go over biggest breakouts i'm looking at the biggest bus from this year players i got my eye on for next year lots of great stuff for you in the future but before we get to anything else before we wrap up here as always we have to get real and today i want to talk about being disciplined because i think being disciplined is so important in life you can't just around life being lazy and not having any goals you need to be disciplined and the bible's definition of discipline the bible says that discipline is a way of training correcting and educating oneself or others towards righteousness and holiness discipline is a sign of god's love and care for his children as well as mark of self-control and wisdom and what does the bible say about discipline second timothy chapter 1 verses 7 or just just verse 7 for the spirit god gave us does not make us timid but gives us power love and self-discipline we have the power of self-discipline and i thought that this stat i heard was really really interesting um as far as starting new habits and doing things do, doing things new that might be really difficult um and it takes a about on average 18 to 21 days to perform a new habit continuously so 18 to 21 days straight you do that you pretty much have a new habit um, and there was a study that was conducted that it takes 66 days on average to make a habit automatic like you you don't even realize you're doing it it's so natural it takes 66 days that's a lot of days but being disciplined is so important in this life. For me, I've started to do things myself, not necessarily as a New Year's resolution, but there are a few things that I wanted to do to be disciplined, to make sure I am disciplined my mind, my body, my spirit, all aspects of life for self-care, for what we talked about before with the importance of self-care. There are a few things I'm doing. I'm getting up earlier. I've been getting up about 5 or 5.30 in the morning that way I can do a few things before I have to think about work or anything else. I want to spend time with God in the morning, read his word, be in prayer and worship. I want to get a little workout in the morning, um, get my body in better shape and um, get it ready for the day because whenever I work on myself personally, it gives me a little bit of energy, a little energy boost right after that. And I also want to make sure I um, send a quick really really good text to my kids in the morning before they go to school brighten their day send them a scripture send them a verse um that way they can have that and it might empower them to have a better day but being disciplined is very important being disciplined in your work life making sure that you're doing your work in a timely and effective manner not being lazy cutting corners making sure you do it correctly it takes discipline for that being disciplined in your household making sure that your house is clean not letting it get too far i raise my hand i do that all the time i need to get disciplined in that but making sure you have a nice household and you can take care of your family in the household as well being disciplined and reaching out to them reaching out to their hearts 
seeing how they're doing, and seeing how you can help. Being disciplined in this life is very important, and it's difficult. It takes a lot of focus and energy, but if you can make it happen, it can change your life. It can change your life by forming these new positive habits, being disciplined in the really powerful areas in your life. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining in this week. Um, that wraps up our Fantasy Awards show. Um, if you have any questions or any thoughts or concerns, you can go to my website. We have a free form. I'd be happy to answer any questions you have. And if you want help going into next season, I'm preparing already. 2024 preparation starts at the end of the 2023 season, and we are here. So if you need any help preparing or understanding how to play better next year, very happy to help. Go to the website, ask any questions, or you can um, look into getting some of the courses I have made that teach all aspects of fantasy football. And also we have a membership side you can join in. We'll have weekly videos during the season, and I'll have content during the off-season as well to help you guys prepare for the 2024 season. Thank you guys so much for joining in. God bless you. I won't be making weekly podcasts, but maybe every two weeks, but we'll see. Um, when I get to them during this off season. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time.